Welcome back to the podcast, guys. John, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing lovely. How are you, Tyler? Great. I'm doing good. So we've just we've, we've had a busy day and a busy week. We've had a lot of calls with clients and gym owners that we're working with. And we've been working hands-on with the concept we announced to you people on the podcast last week, which is you should be selling your guarantee. What is your guarantee? And to recap that very quickly, what we want as a guarantee is I do believe you should stand behind your fucking work everywhere, no matter what your work is. That's important to do. Um, so when we sell just memberships and some kind of like catch-all product where I'm in here endlessly, we talk about the endless relationship that gym memberships are, that just seems very much like work that's hard to stand behind. Because you can stand behind the fact that I can come to your gym and do a class at this schedule pretty easily. That's not what clients want off the street. What clients want is results. So we started doing this thought exercise with a lot of the gym owners and clients and coaches that we work with where we say, what could you guarantee? And what would you have to do in order to fulfill that guarantee? And instantly, everybody's like actual like communication strategy shapes up right away. Product offerings very instantly shape up and reflect exactly what clients might actually want or need to accomplish their goals. That single thought exercise is very, very, very critical to getting things aligned with what people actually want. And John and I wanted to take that one step further today. One of the things that we do very often is we start looking at data, just what else is out there, consumer data, not like what's you, what the gym owners are reporting for their own numbers. That's usually about <laughs> revenue and overall industry trends. I want to know why the people who you are trying to reach join gyms, why they quit gyms, who they are, what types of stuff they're like, what is the reason they join, what's the reason they can't stick around, what moves them around, what moves the needle, what gets their heart pumping, what gets them fired up? What? Because that's that's the skills you need to get those people to your gym. It's the information that you need. Well, so John and I have. Go ahead, John. I'll say, and it becomes increasingly important that we differentiate what we're talking about because we find so often, as we're talking to coaches, that they oftentimes cannot remove themselves from this conversation if we're talking about like well how do you talk to people about what's in your gym and it's so hard to remove yourself when i first started training people i had a hard time early on justifying how much i would charge someone yeah. because i knew how much i would pay personally and that tainted everything that I chose to do moving forward. Because that reflect that is a reflection of your income, your mm -hmm. priorities, your other expenses. The fact that your fitness and training knowledge is already within you means very often you devalue and minimize the impact of the little things that you do every day that you're like, oh, I already know I should eat this. I already know I should lift this this way. So it doesn't actually move the needle for you in regards to your own value equation. I used to run, to run into it all the time with the technical side was I would get service technicians that would be afraid of charging certain amounts for things because they'd be like, I would never pay that for that. I could do that in 45 minutes. Like, yes, you right. can because you spent 25 years getting fucking good at it. And you got a van full of $20,000 worth of parts and I got to pay you to sit on your ass for two hours and do nothing while in case somebody calls so you can show up within 30 minutes and we can guarantee that we're going to get them heat or cooling by the end of the day today or else 
fucking will give them their service feedback and whatever else. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what it is about being on the hook for your work, right? This is, it is just the nature of it. So what we want to do is let's start rolling out some of this data right now, John. Can we do that? Yes. So I want to, I want I want to get into, I want to get into the whys behind the average consumer so that when we are presenting things to them and, we, and you guys can start to see why we make the decisions that we make and why you should maybe make decisions a little bit differently when we're talking about positioning your products, what they are, how we talk to our clients, right? So we're going to, I have this list of stats that is not organized in order of pretty much anything. So John and I are just going to run through these numbers here. And then we're going to talk about kind of how we use these, these types of things to make certain decisions. Okay. So the first one, 80% of people who join gyms quit after nine months or five months, five months. So 80% of people who join gyms quit after five months. And the next stat I'm going to roll out right now too, which is a 5% increase in member retention results in anywhere from 25 to 90% increase in annual revenue. So 80% of new signups in gyms, this is of course all sorts of fitness centers, but this is an industry, right? So 80% of people are quitting within five months. If you can reduce that number by 5%, <laughs> like you're, you're doing really, really, really well. So the amount of people you're losing within that first five months, cut that down. How are these people leaving? Why are they leaving? Right? What is the reasons that they're leaving? Because that is your your highest cost very often, other than your uh, what do we have? We have your mortgage, the roof over your head, and usually staff salaries. Uh, the next expense, next most expensive thing you have is going to be client acquisition. And if you're not spending any money acquiring clients, then you probably should start. But but you're spending time eventually. You're like there's, time, there's a cost. If that's a number you can't give me, it means it's a number you should start tracking. Let me rephrase that, right? Right, right. So the question is, when someone comes in, how can we make sure that they don't quit in five months? This is the first thing. 80% people are going to go out the door five months later as a national average. So what can we do as a business in the way that we present our offers, the way that we craft our services, the way that we do our communications? Our, what is your retention strategy? How does that combine with your results and your coaching strategy and your product strategy? Do they, do they all make sense? Do they all align? Or do people come in and they just get to kind of exercise until they get bored, results stall, or they just become blah about it and bail after five months? How do you do that? And this is a question you should ask yourself as a gym owner. What can you do? Guys, this may be as simple as just shooting an email out to somebody after you don't see them for a week. That might be that. Hey, I haven't seen you in a week. You need any help? You want to come in? Offer, throw somebody a bone. It can be feel-good stuff. It can be shooting out messages, making sure that they get a really good welcome bag when they come in, where they really feel welcomed into the community. One of the reasons uh, that John and I always say is that people come for results. They show up to a gym because they want the results that they want. Oftentimes, they'll stay because of the community. Right. Now, of the 80% that quit after the first five months, this next piece of information, I think, is useless. And here's why. 46% of those people, the reason they give for quitting is because of cost. Now, cost is only one piece of a value equation, which means the cost isn't really the reason. The cost is what they told you. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because, yes, they're going to say it's just too expensive. What they really are saying, by the way, that's just too expensive. I was okay with spending this when I thought I was going to get results, and now I didn't. Bingo. Whether it's your fault or theirs doesn't matter, by the way. 
but it's, I thought I was going to get this for this money, and now this money does not seem worth it. It was worth it before. It's not now. That is the vast majority. Of, that is what this is. This is why I don't take much data on face value, right? So I'm not, I'm not saying lower your prices to keep these people. No. You actually no, have to the fill opposite. in with value. You need to get them what they came there for. And maybe the issue was, like a lot of people, you're only selling one thing, and that one thing can't get them there, truthfully. That's a possibility. Yeah, the value equation on this is huge. The fact that it's it's not a problem until it's a problem. And yep. just like you said, it's being able to, I'll pay money as long as I know that I'm getting value out of that thing. And really the next, as we found is, how do you keep everybody in line where they continue to be future looking, they want to be able to anticipate what's going to come next. What am I working towards? One of the hardest things for me as some of that trains is staying motivated on why I'm training and being able to have really clear like expectations with myself or clear goals for the future allows me to be like, this is why I'm showing up. It's not a random Wednesday. This is week yeah. two of a 12 week program where I'm going after this particular goal, which is kind of leading into what I found one of the cooler stats that you threw out and what we found, which was that 94% of gym goers who set goals were still active nine months later. So let's, let's remember this, right? 80% of new gym members quit within five months. 94% of people who set goals are still active nine months later. So you want a very, very, very easy strategy to increase your retention from an average exit of five or six, which is most likely if you're in group fitness, it's, it's, a, it's better than that. But the, the relative uh, impact is still the same, meaning goal setting keeps you in your gym. It keeps you getting results, which keeps you in the gym. It keeps you on task, which keeps you in the gym. It keeps you showing up in the gym, which means they're actually immersed in the community instead of on the periphery. And that keeps them in the gym. So 94%, meaning if you gave a free goal-setting meeting, frankly, or, or at least even if, if you shoot out a free goal-setting PDF that's for them and themselves and they're not accountable to anyone else, you're still probably moving that needle forward a little bit. Man. Give them a strategy for setting goals. If you don't got the fucking time, empower them to do it and point them for whatever it takes. But people who set goals, it doesn't mean who they set them with or for, whether they pay for it or not, right? But that is your entry level. Your people need to be setting goals. And I'm telling you guys, gym owners and coaches who are afraid to set goals and put themselves on the hook for measurable mm -hmm. results and delivering people what they want, the reason they're scared of that is not because they can't get people there. It's because the main product they're selling can't get people there. And that's the truth. So, 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 so don't be afraid of this. Help them set goals and maybe your singular product that's, that's just group will simply be more effective because they'll show up more. They'll be exactly. aligned more with their why. They'll fix these other habits outside the gym. Do I think that you should sell? that goal setting and accountability type thing as a product. Yeah, probably somewhere in there when you have the time, I think that matters. Um, but that's a, that is the biggest stat that I saw is like, well, that's such an easy thing to do. If a hundred percent of your people set goals on a regular basis, then your retention will be, will improve whether they do it with you, for you or underneath you, it doesn't matter. And it's the principle that these statistics are showing.
the odds are if you take a look at all the statistics that are inside of your own business, you're going to see, okay, great. If someone's going to leave us, our attrition rate on average is at the four month mark, the seven month mark. It doesn't matter. But the principle then is, what are you doing to keep them? How are you doing it to anticipate that average some seven month mark before they leave? What do you do strategy wise to make sure they feel loved or cared for? And if we know, statistically speaking, when you look at all the data, just by having a goal type conversation with someone, we'll keep them on average 30% longer. Okay. Well, now we have something to work with because now, because all my brain is always about how can I have something that can be recurring, consistent expectations are clear for everybody involved, whether I'm the owner and I have staff that needs to be able to fulfill, or if I'm a client where I know that I'm going to hear from my community once every three months about staying on track with whatever my own personal goals may be. Yeah. So when I start feeling the pain of like, dude, gas is really fucking expensive right now. And like food is like four times as expensive. The fact is, is that if I know the gym membership that I'm paying for, it's two, three, maybe $400 that I could totally spend towards milk. But if I know they're keeping my shit on track and I feel confident and I feel good and my wife likes the way I look and I'm strong enough to open the pickle jar, that I'm feeling like that money is going to continue to go to the gym and we can figure yeah. out how to fucking find milk somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Don't I, I, I and I think that that is the easiest strategy you could possibly have, because by the way, this is about also is about efficacy of your training. This has nothing, by the way, this is just active in the gym. We can go into the actual, I'll leave you, you coach wizards and you sports science dorks all to all of this stuff. But I guarantee you people who set goals tend to probably reach them more often than people that don't too truth is the results are going to be there because that is a part of the process is you don't have a you're not going to get too far without a plan you don't have a plan unless you know where the fuck you're going so this is this is all very very easy to extrapolate out another one for retention is 56 percent of people who don't have group at all cancel i think i didn't maybe send this much i think there's a qualifier in here on the time frame i think this was in the first like six or nine months or so i don't remember what this was mm. but this is the thing 56 percent of so all half. people who are not in group cancel and i think this was in the first year or something like this right but i can see that yeah and 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 that is the value we talk about this quite a bit and i've seen this friends people come for results and they stay for your community the community does keep them but it doesn't get them on their ass because i don't nobody's sitting there who's like a bit ashamed of their current situation or been like oh, fuck, i really let myself go i got to get back in the gym there's this long uphill battle around them you know what I mean? That they got to go through and habits that got to change. Like that's you've all been there. You got clients that have been there. It's a, it's it's a real thing, and those people don't like that sales pitch, which is come come join our fucking new family where we all smile and have abs and exercise together. And it's like, why already look awesome. Tone, why don't you tone it down, buddy? That that's what it is for the person who's on the. It really is, by the way. Mm -hmm. But they, if you were speaking to, I will guarantee that you're going to have a good time and get this twenty, this first twenty pounds off you in the next, you know, twelve to fifteen weeks or whatever it is, and we'll work with you until you do. That's going to get them in the gym. 
And by the way, whether you deliver those results in that time frame or not, that's up to you and it's up to the client, truthfully. But your community and the fun that they find when they're there, that is the reason that we'll keep there. And this, this is why I tell almost everybody, unless you're in a very specific situation, I really like to sell personal training if I'm in the context of a gym, but also as group fitness. I like to sell personal training and then also have the cost in there for the unlimited group fitness membership too. And I encourage, I would encourage all of my one-on-one -on -one people to show up to at least like a Saturday community, Saturday morning community workout or, or catch a group class whenever they can, because you, it's a different vibe. It's a different push. It's a bit more fun. People aren't comfortable right away, but they should always be, you should always be encouraging someone to integrate into your community a little bit more. And all, you'll well, always have loners, but, but I think that that's very important to retention goals. And the community now, you got two very big uh, tools that can cover a lot of ground for your retention life. Well, because it's a natural progression, even just psychologically. <clears throat> yeah. if for me to get started, it has to be about me. This For me to kind of feel motivated to become vulnerable, to walk into a new place. I don't necessarily know somebody. Maybe I know someone that's been at your facility before, but this is the first time for me to be there, I'm immediately vulnerable. So that means every negative fucking thing that I say to myself, just in my own head, I'm just waiting for somebody to confirm that negative shit about myself. And I'm kind of not feeling it. So it has to be about me achieving results first, because then once I can get that confidence where I've achieved this thing, I've done this thing and you've helped me achieve that coach or gym or whatever, then it stops being so much about me and becomes more of a, we, it's a yeah. we thing. Yeah. And now those people are there. And just like you said, now I feel more comfortable maybe to get outside of that comfort zone you have, to be able to go. You ever have you ever have people you don't really know or like that much? Like, like oh, you know what? I really think you'll like this movie. There's no fucking movie. What are you talking about, right? Or they're like, oh, you should meet my friend so-and-so. He's like, I don't like you. What am I doing here? Right. But you have your uh, somebody who's like a friend who you know, person who you trust. They're like, hey, I really think you're going to like this guy. Let's go out and have maybe a couple of these people. I think you're really going to like them. That, okay, I'll take your word for that because you know me. But if I walk in red, it's like, oh, you're going to have a great time with these people. Man, I don't think you see how I respond to people out in the world, dude. I don't like most of them. What are you? And I don't know about, you, dude. You don't know me. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like people represent. People ask a lot of time, like, you know, if you had to travel, where should I travel? Where should I go? If I had to go somewhere, where should I travel? Or if I'm in this place, where should I eat? It's like, I don't fucking know what you like. I don't know what you like at all. Don't put this on me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the success of your next family vacation is at my feet. Depends on me. I don't know you, like. Find somewhere with cheap drinks and don't leave that location. Yeah. I don't know what you're into. That's all I do. So I want to come into the next part, which is the next thing is about, I want to talk a little bit about your pricing and really more about your aversion as a coach or an owner, as a salesperson to asking for real money, big money, because yeah. why? Nobody will pay for that. I don't want to pay for it. Get yourself out of the way. Like we talked about before with the technicians, selling service, you are not them. You as a gym owner, I bet you don't pay for a gym membership. I bet you haven't in a really long time. I hate to break it to you. You probably ain't even paying a coach fitness wise. 
So like, you're not your ideal customer. You have all these skills. You're not paying for it. So don't worry about it because you don't value it. Most of it's in you. So it's not a thing that's tangible to you. So the, so 75% of people, or what, no, 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 what is it? The majority of gym members earn over $75,000 a year. That's just yeah. the majority of people with gym memberships. That says more than 50%. I don't know why they're, they, when they use numbers like majority, that makes me believe it's like 52%. 50%. But it doesn't matter. At least half 2%. of your people make, make a pretty solid income. And that is also for overall gyms, which the vast majority of gym memberships are uncoached memberships as well, which is important to note. However, people described as core users or people who attend the gym 100 times a year, which is less on average than two times a week, by the way. I'm going to do a little drop some math, some of my math knowledge on you. But that's less than two times a week, right? Uh, so people who go to the gym on average around two times a week earn on average $150,000 a year. So the reason that people will spend more money than you think that they will is because they make more fucking money than you. Let's just be honest. So you can charge whatever, even though you wouldn't pay for it. Thank God you're not your only clientele because you would starve because you don't pay for gym membership and you don't really value coaching because you coach yourself. So that number matters, right? That's only twice a week. Okay. So considering you need, you want, you, you need people, if they're going to get results, they need to show up more than twice a week or at least twice a week or more, right? You can't do anything for anybody once a week or sporadically or 30 times a year. If they're showing up, you can hardly help them. You're in a lose-lose situation in regards to getting them results. So if you want to have clients who show up, who want to get results and do the things that get the results, well, guess what? There isn't really a price ceiling because they're making twice as much money as the average gym goer who just shows up, whatever. So like literally the more you charge, the more premium your services go, the more you build yourself into the market, it's the people you want. Not just because they spend money, but because they'll show up and get results. That I cannot uh, understate that, guys. That you, like the moment you start offering a thing that fits this income bracket, now it's very easy for you because it aligns to them. If if you want to appeal to those people and you're selling fifteen or twenty dollar a month memberships, like a twenty four hour place or whatever, or thirty dollar a month mm -hmm. memberships, they don't care. They don't want that. Or at the very least, they may do that, but they'll they'll choose because they have the expendable income. They will choose to spend money on something that's nicer because they're not driving the cheapest car that they can find either. So why would they only go to the cheapest gym? They're going to drive the car that they like that they can afford. Since they can afford more, it's going to be a nice one. They, they're going to buy the gym member and the coaching product that they can afford that they like they want to do, which will inherently be nicer and more expensive than the other ones that everybody else is buying. They already, depending on what type of gym you have, or depending on what type of service you, you have for clients, they're already probably not spending the cheapest. Yeah. A lot of the folks that we work with are either boutique gyms, CrossFit gyms, personal trainers that work out of CrossFit gyms, or those types of things. You already aren't the cheapest. So then taking a pricing model or a service model based off some of the cheapest mm -hmm. facilities that are out there, you're already kind of missing it. Yeah. And the idea for me, when I, 
when you sent me that stat of the idea of like the threshold of which people spend and what they're comfortable spending and the types of people that are in these facilities, this is exactly, it would have been sweet if you and I had like all of these stats to back up what we felt like was true a year ago as we yeah. started to build. And then we saw it in real time. But yeah. what we have seen with every gym owner that we've worked with, every personal trainer that we've worked with, we have seen how we build out, how we build out what they offer, how they talk about what they offer. And the success that they've had with that is directly tied to this statistic. Yeah, for sure. This is one of our the fundamental things that we talk about. And this is why when we do our uh, sit down where we, we, we go through custom with gym owners. We do this service you guys can get if you're interested in this, where we go through and we take all the information about what you have, all your services, your pricing. We, we get a bunch of information from you. We get on the horn with you and we go through and we talk about beginning to end, exactly what you do, what you do well, what you want to be doing. And then we put together your true, what is your guarantee? Where does it fit? And we go over everything from pricing because the reason we do things this way and build true like what is the best thing that you could offer that will guarantee that a person can have what they want to have right have it your way it's going to be a little more expensive trust me you're going to get there that can be expensive because that reads like value gym membership doesn't read like value right but the main core principle we have with these offer audits that we go that john and i go through with people is the buying habits and buying habits are the key so right. it, you understand that your target audience is someone that shows up more than twice a week, ideally twice a week or more. That means your target audience on average earns $150,000 a year. So plan accordingly, price accordingly. Understand that that's the game. You're not trying to drag extra money out of someone who doesn't have it. You want to work with people who you can really help. And this is how you do it. And, and by the so way, speaking of us wanting to work with people who want to help, you can shoot us a message. I, we kind of dropped this in in the middle, but if you want to get involved, have us come in. We don't, you don't have to go to the whole depth of the whole course. If you don't have the time, I understand. Gym owners, you guys are busy. If you can't go through the whole course, shoot us a message. John and I can kind of take care of some of that work for you, and we're going to give you everything that you need to go through, and you can start selling your the easiest, simplest way. How did we describe it the other day, John? It's like if you're not that good at selling, it's as easy. It makes the selling part easy. It makes mm -hmm. making more money part easy. It's as simple as letting your clients choose from a menu. Just boom, off you go. You don't have to coerce people. You don't have to convince people. Your products do all the speaking for you, and your products will speak directly to your target audience for what they need to have. Let people's buying habits do all the legwork for you. You can shoot me and John a message at uh, either probably Instagram at jbanksfl or me at Tyler F. Stone or the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram or our email is the dudes at hackyourgym.com. You can shoot us an email of that if you're interested in this product that where you get that get set what set up with John and I will roll that forward for you because that is a very surefire way. You can lie in your pockets, you can get things moving in the right direction, and then you can enter the full gym hackers world space that John and I offer for it. We want to make a quick opportunity for you to just start making some damn money. Make some damn money, make it easy. This is much lower investment than the whole course. So come in, we'll get you point in the right direction. You start making some money and then you can start making some moves. So we figured we'd help you get your money right first. Yeah, the thing I've liked a lot that we've started doing most recently is helping gym owners target a particular piece of their business. 
They want to start yeah. rolling out personal training. They want to get their GM, get his mind right or get her mind right and start getting the sales process more comfortable. It allows the gym owner to focus on X. We're able to help focus yeah. on Y and then everybody keeps making money. Yeah. Back to that so statistic. That, Real quick. Yes, I, I want to, because we were in this, I want to make sure I dropped that offer out. Go ahead, John. No, it's the, if you already have a bunch of clients and, or you are, have some type of an intake form where someone's going to give you data when they first walk in the door to get a feel for who they are, where they come from, what their habits are. You realize that not to like causation and correlation, but if somebody says they've attended or they've consistently worked out at minimum twice a week for the last year or for the last six months, it would tell me this person, right? They're well, motivated. They have money. You know what I mean? It's like it's now it's like, well, yeah. hmm, I wonder what income bracket they're in because that's their dedication level. Yeah. And there is a point of diminishing returns because if you're a professional fitnesser and you think that you need to work out three hours a day, you're probably not spending a whole lot on fitness. Yeah. Yeah. But regular people <laughs> like humans that are your a clients regular person that are going to pay who you the, who has the schedule flexibility to show up to the gym regularly usually has a little bit of control over their life and their day. Exactly. Like they can know they're going to be off by five or they know they can get up in the morning. They either have the discipline, which is usually uh, comes inherently with success, or they have the flexibility, which usually comes with having a little more control over your job, your employment. So that just comes with higher income. John, do we have time to get through these other ones or do you got a jet? Yeah. No, we're good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the next one, this is more about your messaging. Now, some of these other ones we want to get into. All right, how you want to attract people, how you want to speak to people. Let's get into the data here. So the reasons that people choose to exercise, the top three reasons people list for exercising. This is not about joining a gym necessarily. This is for exercising. This is the value they associate with exercising, not coaching mm -hmm. or anything else. The first one, get in shape. The second one, to do something because they're bored, basically, to cure for boredom. And the third is to boost their immune system or overall health. That's it. None of them is pain. None, none of them is their squat total. None of them is community, frankly. None of it nope. is any of this stuff. Now, of course, that is just exercise. But remember, if the product you're pitching is come in and we have our group fitness classes where you can come in and exercise, understand that getting in shape, it's something fun to do with people. That's probably going to be the better paths for that, or at least it aligns with what that is, if that's the only thing you're offering. Now, on the gym membership, this is why they join gyms, correct? The second right. one, John? Yep. And this one is very interesting. The top reason, healthy, to be healthier. Second reason, strength. Third, lose weight. Fourth, uh, to help with stress. Fifth, body and image. And wasn't sixth was another physique one. It was like fat. There was like, there essentially was four body composites. Out of the top six, four of them were basically. Optimize your appearance. Yes, optimize appearance, yeah. look better, lose fat, whatever. But like four out of the top six were. I'd like to probably look better either on the beach or with my shirt off. Like that, that would be the quantifiable result. Four out of the top six. 
and the other one was is was stress and then strength but the truth is i still think that strength is a piece that people don't realize is the cure for what ails them when they're sitting on the couch or when they're not in the gym so i think strength is more of a secondary thing if i had to put my eggs in all in one basket i would put it all in the body composition weight loss fat loss feel good transformation good vibe man that's my thing get good at we said this before get real good at helping people lose fat you can make a fuckload of money in this industry a ton and you don't need to look like everybody else i sent you no. a great example of a guy that doesn't look like anyone else he was selling essentially a transformation program that you could work out with him from probably remote and he did Happened, it in yeah. his very unique way that it's i want i'm not going to get hooked by um get my beach bod. I'm not going to get hooked by big booty boot camp. I'm not going to hook that. Not mean also, it doesn't mean those aren't valuable. They're just not going to work for John. They ain't going to work for me. <laughs> those will work for people and that's why they work. Yep. But there's some, there's some pieces where I think if we've seen, if we've seen people market or we've seen the industry do marketing in a way that makes us feel gross or sleazy or look salesy, where I think there's a lot of mistakes that are being made where I immediately am saying, well, they're selling weight loss like this. I don't like selling weight loss. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's good to sell weight loss or body transformations because they won't be able to keep it off or they won't be able to do this. They won't be able to do that. Your actual objection is to how they went about doing that, not yeah. the thing itself. So don't demonize people yeah. wanting to be able to, lose weight, feel better, whatever, because yes. it could be done in a sleazy way. By the way, God, and this is where, what the fuck, right? This is, a, you, you brought up a very good point, John. I haven't looked at it this way. We as fitness people who want to be above the lowest of the industry, right? We want to be a beacon of truth in the night of horseshit. If <laughs> it is the health industry, right? It's, 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 it's right. a real deal, right? And so we do, we're like, fuck all this weight loss bullshit. You're just pushing, you're just trying to scam people, hook people in and make them dump a bunch of pounds. And like, that's exactly a thing that I hear from lots of coaches who are first off a bit jealous because at least the short term outcomes from some of those programs are better than you're delivering. It's just true, right? May not be sustainable and that's fine, but you're not mad at weight loss. You're mad at the way that they did it, that the way that that other person taught weight loss which means all you need to do is say, I'm going to help you lose weight. Let's help you lose weight. That's it. Shut the fuck up. You don't have to say anything else about how you're better than them or anything. When they hire you to help them lose weight, guess who's in charge of how they fucking lose that weight? You as a coach, as a gym owner now. So you've solved that problem by, by avoiding the weight loss subject and trying to say, I want to help you because you have fucking mental problems. And that that's why you need to join my gym or because you're sad or because your shoulder hurts or all these other reasons that aren't real reasons or join because I'm a fucking expert and I know everything and let me use a bunch of fucking science words that nobody cares about. You're, those people are going to go for weight loss to somebody who's talking about weight loss. So now you by fucking just blatantly like blabbing on about yourself and stuff that they don't care about, you are choosing not to help them and you have sent them off for the fucking wolves and the vultures are going to pick them apart because you are too much of a coward to say, weight loss, dude, I want to help you lose weight. And when they come in, you know what you do? You do it right because that's what you do because you're a good coach. 
and then you mm-hmm. do it right, and then it fucking works. But by avoiding that subject and saying, oh, it's icky, or I don't want to sell, it's the same thing as a supplement subject. I don't want to sell supplements because, oh, it's gross. Everybody does the thing. Well, well because you're not selling it now. They are just, you know, they're swimming with fucking sharks, you guys. Like, Google, what should I take for supplements? It's maddening. And and this is your job as a coach is to be the beacon, be the light. You need to be there. You need to be the lighthouse. You need to be the person who go, all right, if I'm going to buy supplements, that guy, I like that guy. I trust him. You know, he helped me with one thing. At the very least, I'm going to take his word for it. If I'm going to do weight loss, I want to do it with this guy. And so you cannot avoid these subjects just because other people suck at it. It doesn't mean the whole industry is bad. It doesn't mean that concept is foul. If you do not get good at offering transformations, you better get famous because those are your options. Become an influencer so that you just have a giant large audience who wants to listen to you spout complexity, which is fine. Then you can sell that to people in a very, very specialized thing, and then that's fine. But if you actually want to make results and have an impact in your community and the world and in fitness, Instead of tooting your own horn, your job is to get very, very good at delivering weight loss. And in that process comes strength and condition and movement quality and all that other stuff. But the world doesn't have, truthfully, at the root, the United States of America doesn't really have like a shoulder issue or a back issue. We don't necessarily have all sorts of other issues right now. Your job, in my opinion, as a health professional right now is to improve the health of your community. How are you going to do that? I don't know. Probably shave about 20,000 pounds off your town this year. Seriously, set a goal. Set a goal. How, how many pounds of fat do I want to get off my community this year? I'm a, let's bring them in. Let's get them down. And let's just write that down. This is what I have done to make my town and my community better, healthier. Now you're fucking doing it. And you're doing it your way and you're doing it the right way. It is exactly that. that you got me fired up, John, as soon as you said that. Because people do it. They get averse. To, they don't want to talk about weight loss. I want to What we do is CrossFit better than everybody else. Well, fucking fine. But mm-hmm. that's not mobilizing people. What you're going to do is just get people from one CrossFit gym to another. Who are gonna, who, like there's no real movement there. It, it's not moving the needle in your community. It's one member here, minus one. It's just, that's not the... What's the word? That's not the blue ocean you want to be playing in. And there is a ton of space still here for actually helping people lose weight. I, I see plenty of weight loss opportunities every time I walk down the street and go to the store here. I don't know what town you live in, but I see a lot of people with a lot of weight to lose. Unless you're not interested in helping people. Yeah, which is fine. Which is okay. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with the gym that's like, no, co- competitors only. Ballers yeah, only. Totally. West side. I want freaks only (laughs) regular folks need not apply, but if that's not you open your doors, but let me walk that back too, though, John, you know what, but that's a really good point you brought up. If you want to do freaks, you want to do something, by the way, not even freaky shit, just specific stuff. You know what you need to do? Set goals, promise them you're going to get them there. That's still how you, right? Be accountable for it. Meaning if you're just dealing with freaks, like this is just the place where big guys come and do big guy shit. That's one thing, but what are we really selling them here? Like this is the only place you can come and train. And they're gonna, you know what I mean? This is a place, a solid training environment. You can get here, you're gonna get strong. You're around strong people. That works for who? People like me and people like you. So if that's your desired fucking clientele and your market has enough of them to keep you afloat, then go for it. If your market does not have enough of those people or those people don't seem to trust you, 
then you got a long ways to go because you're not going to convince people. And this is the biggest thing we learn about ad copy and speaking to people and how you want to actually communicate your messaging and your programming and your products is it's got to make sense to them right now. Meaning it's got to be a solution that they're already seeking. Like I want to lose 20 pounds. Where can I go? That works. You want to convince somebody that they need to lose 20 pounds? Problem. Boy, good luck. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, or do you want to convince somebody that they shouldn't lose the 20 pounds right away and instead they should just really focus on movement quality for the first six months and then maybe they'll be in good enough shape and have good enough movement patterns and then we can lose the weight? Good luck too, right? So we, got it, we, got it, we still have to speak to what they are, who they are, and what they want, and that's really important. I have a couple more. So excuses why people give for not joining a gym. You're going to commute outwardly, communicate outwardly. The first thing you want to talk about very much is who they are, what their pain points are, what problems of theirs you're trying to solve with your primary offer. And then you can deal with some of their, their regular objections, right? First two, I don't have enough time to go to the gym. I can't join a gym. I don't have enough time. The second one, I, it's a lack of confidence. I'm not confident enough to go to the gym being around people, mm -hmm. Okay. You can mitigate that with products. You can mitigate that with messaging, however you want to. But this is a great opportunity for you. Now that you know, you've heard this podcast, you know that that's the top two reasons why people choose not to join a gym. Now you can address them. You know what? I have, we have customizable schedules. We have classes as late as 7 p.m. We can get you in at 5 a.m. We have personal training opportunities that can fit almost any schedule. We can do weekends. By the way, just charge more money for weekend personal training, by the way. If you have a part-time coach, just fucking charge 40% more. Who cares? It's weekend rate. Whatever. Great opportunity for you to make that work. People will pay it. If they don't have time, they'll pay to cover it because that's their big need, right? If that's the real need and not just an excuse. So that's right. a big one. Hey, everybody, I know you're busy, but here's the many reasons why we can still make fitness work around your busy schedule. Boom. Every single person who told you no or gave this reason now that has been disarmed, and at least you have the ones that are were truly considering going forward, in spite, but couldn't because they're busy. Now they'll move forward. You, you said a phrase, Tyler, that it was customize, yeah. and the idea that we have to understand because this was another one of your statistic, which was eighty percent of new gym members right now are millennials and Gen Zers. Yeah. Right. So that's classified if you were born between 1981 and between 2012. So those are our largest group of people right now that are gym members. They, and I'll tell you from another life that I have through a whole bunch of research that folks have done and paid people millions of dollars to discover that millennials and Gen Zers require the feeling of customization. That is where yep. we're looking at all major brands across the world, figuring out how they can make the upcoming generation feel like they can customize their experience no matter what brand they go to. Yes, it's a huge one. And now it's even important, the millennial and Gen Z generations, well, let's go over the reasons why they join gyms. You want to know why Gen Z people join gyms? The top four reasons why they join gyms is get in shape, to lose weight, to look better, to get stronger, and then to have fun. So 80% yep. of this pot of people that you're looking for, by the way, hopefully, because of, again, the statistic we offered before, 
already are making more than 150 grand a year because they're probably going to be able to show up twice a week at least, right? Why do they want to show up? Get in shape and lose weight, look better, get stronger and have fun. That's all your messaging needs to be, guys. That's it. Tell them. Get, we're going to co come here. We're going to help you get in shape. We are going to help you lose weight. Can you guarantee that? Can you make that measurable? Yes. By the way, those are very, very, very easy. You can measure conditioning. You can measure performance. You can certainly measure weight and body composition. Photos will give you look better. Lifts will show you stronger. And fun will let them speak to that for you. But you drop those bombs out there and price in something with someone with some high, with a good income, like has some at least opportunities to move up your ladder, let your base price be somewhere where the, the people that just want to come in and get started can do it. Your messaging will be a huge attractor and your products will close people over and over and over again on whatever ticket is going to fit their buying habit. It'll crush. And do you know what wasn't on the list for the younger generation? Most of the, the things that I see people talking about that aren't working. <laughs> that's it. So yeah. all your these feelings that we have. Your coaching expertise is not on that list. Programming is not on that list. The type of exercise that is being done at this gym is not on that list. Not. Not at all. So get yourself, get your gym, get your equipment, get whether you have air conditioning or not. Get your nice flooring or your shitty flooring or whatever you have. If your bikes are nice, if they're gar nobody cares. Promise them you're going to get them in shape and make them lose weight. Promise them they're going to look better. Promise them they're going to get stronger and promise them they're going to have fun. Guarantee it. Stand behind it. And then just print money for the rest of your life and deliver results. You're welcome. John, are you having a total meltdown over there? Guys, I think John's stuff officially broke. So in the meantime, I'm going to read us out. So go to uh, the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. That's where you can find the show. Uh, you can follow us, me personally, at Tyler F. And Stone. You can follow John at JBanksFL on Instagram. Go to HackYourGym.com if you want to check out the whole product, Gym Hacking University. We also have, this is not a permanent offer that we're running, but we do have some openings if you guys want to get in and have us come in, collect some information, and start to give you the path, teach you how to sell and what to sell your very, very, very first set of packages through to people. Guaranteed to make you start making more money right away with your very next sales opportunity. Make your money back times what, 20? We'll gu I'll guarantee you your first $10,000 will work, work with you till you do. I want to take this first 397 bucks from you, let you turn it into 10000 just like I want you to do with your clients. Get them in the door, deliver them their results, and then they'll spend money with you before because they understand from then on out because they understand. I spend money, it's worth it. So spend this money with us. We'll get you selling, get you making a bunch of money, real nice and easy, very simple, using the things that you have right now. And then from then on forward, when you line your pockets with all this stuff and you can keep going, then you can decide whether you want to build different offers, different packages, if you want to address your marketing, social media, all those other things are things we can do once you get your money right. So if you're interested in any of that, shoot us a message on social media or anything, any way that you can get a hold of us, and we'll help you get your money right. And then you guys can go on from there, whether you do it with us or with anybody else. Thanks for listening, guys. We dropped a lot of stats, a lot of knowledge your way. I hope you guys found some value out of this one, and I think that's got us wrapped up. John, are you all set over there? I think John's all set. Can you wrap it up? Can you kill the button? Thanks, guys. Later. Later.